People of Earth, how are you? We're back. My name is Al. Across the table from me is Joe. Hi, What's Joe. Up? What's up, Al? Together we do kind of right, and that's this show. And uh, I've been here 51 minutes. <laughs> I got here early, and Joe was here early, and uh, we've just been... I actually wasn't here early. I got here late. Well, you I was at, I went to the, I take Adderall, and once every year or so, maybe every couple of years, there's a, there's a, there's no Adderall to be found. So, and I don't, I don't know why that is. I, I haven't been able to find it on the internet. It's not in season. <laughs> so you have to run around and. Go to ver- you know, call various pharmacies and see if they have it. And the funny thing is, is that when you go west, meaning we're in a town that lives is on the ocean, the east coast of the United States of America, east coast of the United States, we're on the ocean. When you go west <laughs> inland, all of the pharmacies seem to have Adderall. How far west, Joe? Like Taunton, okay, or Lakeville. Which are 15, 20 miles. Yeah, they're not, the ocean. we're not talking like hundreds of miles in, but they never run out. So either people that live on the coast are more prone to be on Adderall. Which would mean what then? The what is the salt, prognosis of Salt the- water makes you go on Adderall. But. Why do people? Why, what does what does the Adderall do for most people who take it again? I, I forget. Yeah, let me know. Adderall is, for lack of a better term, speed. I mean, what, what does that do for you? Well, it makes you fucking mow the lawn at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> it's legal. It's legal crystal meth. Okay, that's what it is. So why do people on the coast need that? I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm is it an ADHD to, thing? I'm not is here to tell you why. I'm here to yeah. tell you what it is. That when they have these shortages, now if you don't, all t- of the pharmacies on the that are on the coast, like a, if you go from Marshfield down to down to the Cape, down to the Cape, or not onto the Cape, right, right before the just before all of the farm, none of the pharmacies have anything. But if you call inland, Taunton, Lakeville. I think I went to actually like. Uh, so you have to call your doctor though and tell them you got to call this pharmacy. They got some. No, because Adderall, because of our fucking government, um, and the assholes that run the DEA, the 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 DEA, which should be disbanded, yeah, will not allow you because it's a schedule. I don't know what it is. See. No, they schedules go. Schedule one means no, no fucking use. It meaning like heroin is a schedule one, so you can't sell heroin. But schedule two narcot is like fucking Percocet, and they can call that shit in. So who calls your prescription in? What I'm saying to you is, I have to go to the doctor's office and get a paper prescription every time. Yeah. I can't no, have I them call in I the Adderall, and they can't put, like, you know, every other thing that I take, they call in, 
Yeah. And they put leave five refills. But they leave the prescription for you at the desk. You don't have well, to do have an to, appointment, do you? No. What I do is I email them around the time that I need it, and I just say, would you please, you know, print out a prescription and send me an email when it's ready, and that works out great. Awesome. So I And I've got two people, Bill and Alan, can both... They're both on the list because Alan lives near there. I picked it up for you once. Yeah, because I... When I, you were fucked up with your shoulder. Well, it's just because I'm lazy. And they go pick it up and bring it to the uh, pharmacy to be filled, which they usually have it, but they have these things. And I don't know whether it's once a year or... And it's, you know, the pharmacists have no idea. You know, they say, oh, we heard uh, that, you know, some of them... Because it's... It's not a – the drug is in generic form. Right. You know what I mean? So anybody can make this fucking drug. Mm-hmm. So I'm not believing that they're running out of it. I think that it's the DEA is somehow fucking involved. Holding it back. Yeah. I think there's restrictions, and so they fuck supply up. Right. And, you know, I, I was riding home, and I heard an interesting statistic, which is probably true. You know, it's – this was on NPR, so how could it be wrong? Right. That half of the people in jail right now are, are in for drugs. Are in for drugs. Yeah. Are in for, you know, and we're not talking like the fucking drug kingpin. No. They're in for either as a user or a very tiny dealer. Right. And I am so fucking sick of having the government in between me and my doctor. You know what I mean? No. I, I don't want... You know what, DEA? Go away. You fucking... F- you f- the, 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 it's a failed... The war on drugs is the biggest fucking failure that we keep throwing money at. And we keep locking people up, a lot of them minorities, because they don't have any other fucking alternative to make money. Because, they, you know, they, nobody goes and, and builds fucking companies in the ghetto... So that you can get go a to job. work. There's right. no opportunity. So, so they grab the African Americans, and then that's how we've re-enslaved them, especially down south. Yeah. For minor fucking bullshit drug charges, and meanwhile, this is not a law enforcement issue. This is a, this is a, this is a health issue. If you're addicted to drugs, law enforcement isn't going to help you. Law enforcement is going to make it worse for you because what they do is they make, they come in between you and the doctor. They make all of the doctors afraid to prescribe the prescription fucking opiates. So what happens is is you go and get heroin instead of the prescription opiates because there's no difference between the heroin and the fucking opiates that you can get over the counter. Right. So then what happens is the person that used to, you know, whether they crushed up the fucking hydrocodone and shot it, I don't, I don't know, or, or whether they took it orally, because there's people that, that snort heroin, too. There's not, not everybody shoots it up, and there's, you also, like, I learned this reading the Keith Richards book, there's people that shoot it into a vein, and then there's people that shoot it into a muscle. Mm-hmm. And if you shoot it into the muscle, you get a nice fucking glow, but it won't kill you. You know right. what I mean? So the kids are dying because of the government, because of law enforcement. Right. Law enforcement does nothing to keep the kids from dying. 
because they forced them to go to the heroin. Right. And that's a fucking sin. And I, I pretty much can't stand most of law enforcement anyway, but, you know, or this fucking, you know, criminal justice system with dickheads running it and fucking assholes running jails. And it's, believe me, it's not the private prisons, folks. You look at the percentage of private prisons that there are there, that are out there, and it's not, it's not the private prisons. It's your government. If your kid's dead from heroin, your government did it to them because they treat it. They've been treating this as like a fucking war on drugs that's been an absolute abject failure since they started it back when Nixon talked about it. And uh, there's more drugs than you can shake a stick at everywhere. And it's time to, like, fucking, you know, I'm not talking about legalizing heroin, but Jesus Christ, just fucking decriminalize it and, and get these people help and fire the fucking law enforcement and hire, you know, instead of building these jails, build a fucking place where you can house people that need help. There's my, there's my speech. Yeah, and have there's my, there's my uh, speech, my, my hot topic. I was pretty good, Joe. Well, because it's, it's fucking true, and we waste so much money on these, on, and, and I just keep thinking of, you know, the cops. Doug Stanhope has a great, a great bit. Well, Doug Stanhope has a lot. A great bit. He's he supports the troops on an individual basis because there was a troop that tried to kick his head in because he he came out of the bathroom and and knocked it into the troop's arm and spilled his fucking piss warm beer and that troop proceeded to try to beat Doug Stanhope to so death. So that particular troop, he's so not supportive of. He's not in support of that <laughs> troop and he thinks war is good. Because, and I agree with this wholeheartedly, war is good as long as it's voluntary. Because that way, we can send our people that want to kill other people right. to fight other people who want to kill other people. Right. And then we get rid of the right people. <laughs> and I'm 100% for that. Right. So The old volunteer army. Uh, my... my uh, I used to have this uh, just absolute reverence for anybody that would go and serve, but I, I don't anymore because if you volunteer to do that, you're either doing it because you're looking for college dough or you're looking for something to do. You're rolling the bones that not, you won't have to kill somebody I sometime. guarantee the first fucking thing was not, I'm going to fight for my country. Now, in World War II, that probably happened. And shortly after 9/11, I'm sure there was some of that. You know, I'm I just I'm just going to join to fight for, fight for my country. But for the most part, you got people that they are either too stupid to do anything, or they're poor, and uh, or they want to they want to fucking kill some people right. without going to jail. And right. This is the best way to fucking kill people without going to jail. So, and then like know. Doug says that. The whole, some of them who you probably don't want around anyway get killed. Right. He he basically said, "I hope that troop has fucking head blown off. <laughs> that troop is an asshole. It's a dickhead." So I'll, I believe I'm going to take my troop 
I support the <laughs> troops on an individual basis, which is the way we, we shouldn't think what of. What a fucking well-crafted and thought-out fucking it bit, It really huh? was. It's just... He's uh, brilliant. Stanhope is fucking brilliant. There's nothing like fucking good observational humor, man. But it's, you know, when he really gets... It, it's so it's like the Warren Buffett. He's the Warren Buffett of comedy, in the sense that the the shit that he comes up with is really pretty simple. You know what I mean? Right. And I don't know. Did I tell you about the uh, the one where he breaks the crazies up into two groups? You got the crazies like me, the that you know, the uh, people that are just fucked and they get kicked out of the house and then you got the retarded crazies right both are crazies both have mental illness right but only one get all the hugs and kickball <laughs> and and fucking love oh shit and the other ones get kicked the fuck out of the house when they're 18 and there's something wrong with you right and, and he goes on to talk about his wife um, who I don't know whether he's married married to Bingo or not, but Bingo has some issues, some mental illness, serious mental issues. And she, when she goes, they live in Arizona, so when they go, or she goes to get help, she goes to a place called, and he does he does this. First of all, it's a twenty minute bit, which I'm not going to do. And second of all, I'm not skilled at this, but basically he says, so. She has to walk by the First Amendment gun store, past the bar, to Community Intervention Associates, otherwise the known as CIA, which is printed out on a glass, mirrored glass window door that you have to go into, and then you get to talk to a mental health professional via Skype. Oh. Jesus Christ. So he goes on to say, now, Jared Loftner, who put a hole one of these crazies, who's in camp, he had him camp one and camp two, I can't remember. Camp twos are the fucking retards and camp ones are the crazies. The people that you can kick out of, you know, the only, the only class of people that you can still kick out of a fucking restaurant, hey, you know, and he says, "Hey, Benny, shit pants. You fucking, you, the bees are flying out of your beard, and they're bothering my customers, and you smell like shit. And get out of my restaurant." So he said, "The thing is that Arizona ranks 49th out of 50th." And he said he had to say, "Out of 50, that's for my fans." <laughs> and. Uh, and our congresswoman happened to be at the Safeway when Jared Loftner went there. And when his last fucking synapse that was still holding on to some rational thought, there was no place for him to go to get help. And he shot our congresswoman straight into Camp 2, retarded. Right. In which he goes on, because she was married to the astronaut, and he had to go on his last trip, and he said... He must have been thinking, like, put me on the leakiest fucking rocket. Shoot me the fuck out of here. <laughs> so the bottom line is he said, you know something? Maybe if Gabby sent some of fucking uh, retard money, crazy's right. way, right. she wouldn't have been fucking shot in the head. Yeah, right. And you know what? There's some truth to that. Yeah. Take care of your fucking crazy people. 
Because otherwise, it ain't the guns. The point is it's not, well, it's the guns, but it's, not, you know, the people that go and shoot up a fucking group of people are somewhat fucking crazy. Right. You have, by definition, you're somewhat fucking crazy. Right. You've obviously got some mental illness. And to, have, to get any care for mental illness in this country, it's tough. It's tough to get care. Well, it's not, it's not impo- in Massachusetts, it's not that tough. My wife's going through, uh, jumping through hoops to get her work to pay for my impending counseling. They're well, supposed I'm, to pay for it, and we can't find anyone along my work route because I want to go after work one night. I'm gonna go regularly. I'm gonna go next Tuesday. Did I tell you that? To talk to a head person. Yeah, I'm starting I, Saturday. I I need it because I'm. I have to. I'm I'm going through some sort of a thing. It's not. It's not a end of. It's not a midlife crisis because I'm not middle aged, but it's a. It's a, I'm running out of things to do kind of crisis. Yeah. I'm bored with everything. So, and I'm fucking totally apathetic. I don't give a fuck about much of anything. Yeah. And I actually sort of just pick arguments just to make, uh, for, to, to, just for entertainment value. Yeah, entertain yourself. You know what I mean? Can only watch so much TV, huh? No, that's not true. I could watch TV all day, but I, f- yeah, I, I start too. feeling guilty. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Now, when I say I watch TV, I'm not watching, you know, Friends reruns. Yeah, no. I watch... I'm on a uh, quantum computer slash artificial intelligence slash uh, quantum physics Jack. fucking... I'm going. I'm way into the rabbit hole, and it's there's there's so much to it, and it's so fascinating. And I mean, you can listen to you know there's two hour lectures, and you can listen to them endlessly, and some of them have a different twist on the same subject. And my wife will not watch them with me because <laughs> she's like, and you don't have to be. There's some very good guys out there who uh, there's a guy by the name of Sean Carroll. Who I found on, to give old Joe Rogan credit, I found on Joe Rogan. And Sean, which is S-E-A-N, Carol, with two R's and two L's, is a, is a theoretical physic at Caltech. And he's done, he's done some tremendous um, speeches on theoretical physics and quantum mechanics and... Uh, that, that are understandable by the layperson, which is what you want. You want to, you know, I'm as much as I'm. I might have. I'm a. I'm a. I've got a bachelor's degree in math, but I got C's. So, you know, I took some physics. I probably know more physics than the average person who didn't go to college. Right. But not a lot more. You know what I mean? You know way more than me because I graduated college and know nothing about physics. I can well, fully admit that. I suppose if I... <coughs> I keep thinking that I'm going to like teach myself some physics, like go crack open a book and... And I don't know. I just can't see... You and my brother. I think my brother's degree says math and physics. He had like a one of those tailored degrees. It could be. Yeah. But WPI isn't. Didn't he get out with like some sort of an engineering degree? No, 
He's a math guy. He's, he, but he was probably a straight A. Remember, his senior project was how to most effectively deliver a unit of beer. That's so. There's a lot of math and physics in that. There is. You know, it's probably a lot of math. Probably not a lot of physics. Well, there's some physics, but yeah, a lot of math. Unless you're talking about the rotational. You know the re- the rotational drag of various tires going yeah, down the road. Absolutely, at, at that's all into it. You know, wear on an axle and I don't know shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. So you're deep in that rabbit hole. So so why are you bored? Because you can't read. You got to watch, right? You no, can't here's read. here's my average day. Yeah. My my wife gets up at about seven, and she comes down. She takes the dogs out for a, a little walk. I usually get up and take a piss. And then she comes over to the couch, and I hold on to Charlie while she gives him his meds, but not always. But he doesn't need to be held on to, really, because he's pretty good about it. So Charlie takes his meds. And then she feeds him. Because she feeds him, she makes him sweet potatoes and chicken. That's for both dogs. Delicious. Which is made as, you know, I never, if you said, you know something, Joe, when you're 55 years old, you're going to be talking about what, how the dog shit looked <laughs> when your dog took a dump. You're going to talk about something, Oh, Joe. Yeah, Charlie took such a nice dump today. It was content. A, this is content. It was... It was uh, nice and hard, and and it was uh, you know of good color, and you know. Oh, so you guys talk about that on the phone? You mean? No, we talk about it. You know. Oh yeah, right, 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 right. She takes them out first thing, and they take I a got shit you. outside. Jesus Christ! So I asked Charlie, Charlie, take a shit, and yep, how was it? <laughs> was it was perfect? You know, it wasn't because that's what you're looking for. You're you're looking for the perfect dog shit, and if. Well, it's I no different than a human shit. You probably you want a perfect human shit, right? Yeah, but we don't. You know, it's not like we talk about. But, how was your shit today, honey? Yeah, it's, yeah. It's the dog. It's all about the fucking dog. It's funny. The dog is like more important to us than I think your own colorectal health. Anything. I mean, the dog is fucking. He wasn't feeling good yesterday. We're both lying down on the rug next to him, petting him. No wonder he's fucking spoiled. Right. So, well, speaking of colorectal health, I have my fucking first colonoscopy a week from Monday coming up. Fuck. So I tend to, like, watch TV until about noon, and then I get up. Then, you know, in between, I'll get some breakfast. Now, tomorrow I got to get up, but I'm not, I'm starting to scare myself. Do you know what I mean? In the sense, like, I don't, if I had to go to work, and do a lot of shit. I don't think I could do it. You know? just I don't even like setting up. Remember when you and I and uh, T were all, we'd get up like, we'd be at the fucking restaurant at 6.30 or something. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And there was a long period of that, like through the winter. Yeah, yeah, there was a winter or two, probably. And it was every day. Yeah. I couldn't do that right now. And that wasn't. Yeah, but you used to go back to bed at 11 a lot. Well, I'd find a reason to leave. Yeah. 
But there wouldn't be really anything to do that I wanted to do. Yeah, right. So I liked, I had my machine, my machines were relatively new. So I, I was doing a lot of digging shit. Digging. Did you clean out that area over there this week or has that been clean? I've cleaned out, if you notice, up at the end of the street. Oh, which is a fucking... The tractor's gone, by the way. The couch is still there, but... There's a whole shitload of... Everything but the couch is gone. Yeah. The tractor got snapped up. You know some fool just was like... There was a ceiling fan up there that that has been running for 15 years straight in my family room that I took the lights off of because I tried to put it on... I've tried to put the lights on another ceiling fan... Because there's a couple rooms in my house where, for some reason, you either have to put, if you put a, a ceiling fan, a switch ceiling fan or a switch light in a bedroom. So you turn the switch on and the ceiling fan turns on. It doesn't, no matter how fast the ceiling fan goes, you get no light. So I try to put a light like that onto one of the ceiling fans that didn't have a light. But it had a little cover. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that didn't work. But I got, I got, I finagled a, a, a light that would work on it, but it had nothing to do with the last ceiling fan light. Meaning that the ceiling fan that somebody took had no cover plate on the bottom and no light. But they took it anyway. And they took, uh, what else did I throw up there? Oh, I had a fucking. Next to my ramp that goes into my shed, I had this hydraulic pump that I got off of a fucking truck body that I bought a while ago, dump body. Mm-hmm. And I put that up there. That's fucking gone. I had a Lowe's barrel. Oh, I put that, you know that uh, machine, the uh, etcher? The blue thing that was on him. Yeah, that's a, that's up there. Oh, that's gone, too. That ain't, that must yeah, have that's gotten. gone. Um. With that etcher, there was a blue Lowe's container because that etcher was water-cooled. It yeah. was a laser etcher, I should say. A laser cutter etcher. It wouldn't cut anything. And it was a cheap one. It wasn't, you know, I didn't spend a lot of money for this. A couple hundred bucks, 300 bucks, something like that. But in that, I had a barrel, a five-gallon bucket that had antifreeze in it, and there was, a, there was like a fish tank pump, mm-hmm. we'll call it that would circulate the water through the laser. And that came with the laser. I put that up there, and somebody grabbed that. So they'll fucking take almost anything. Yeah. And I'm confident they'll take the couch because somebody took... This was a three-piece sectional couch in which I got rid of two pieces, what, a couple months ago? Um, this is the last... The guy that took the two pieces, or the gal, or, or whoever... Are gonna spot that. Yeah. And they're gonna fucking say, Shazam, we got the whole thing, honey. You know what I mean? Every time I leave stuff out for free, it gets snapped up. Like after a yard sale, the shit I don't want to box back up or whatever. However, it goes it goes like that. Like shit through a goose. So here's something really funny. People love free shit, man. I have some new next door neighbors. Okay. Which side, please? The Bob D side. Oh, I got it. They're not new since they've been new, because they've been new not that long. How long have they been new? Uh, since the fall. Oh, all right. Fall, late summer, fall. 
And the people there before, I mean, I, I watched the kids grow up, and, you know, we were very... We were... Very we friendly. Were, we were very friendly, and... Uh, Although I haven't talked to either one of them in a while. It's kind of like one of those neighbor things. But uh, we will see. We'll talk to We haven't seen him since they moved. But we'll see, him. we'll see him again. The people that moved in won't look at you. You ever, you ever meet anybody like this? I they had neighbors like that in Carver. Yeah, I had neighbors like that in Carver. So Bob Malone, I'm having Bob Malone build a generator shed. It's a shed. You can put the generator in, lock it. It's got a door that opens up to the access panel so you can start the generator. And that way, because I'm running my generator on, this is for building houses. I build houses. So for the first, you know, we don't have power usually for the frame and for when we start the mechanical. So... I figured if we had a generator shed there that would be hard to steal, I could leave the generator in there. And now, now what I do is I run, I get Churchill's, which is the propane company. They drop off 200-gallon bottles of propane, which the generator runs off of. So when one of the bottles runs out, they can hook it up to the other bottle, and then they'll hopefully tell me, that the one of them is empty, and then Churchill's can come by and finish it. Now, they've been framing for 20-some-odd days, and they haven't run out on the first bottle yet. Or they have, and they just haven't told me. Mm-hmm. Then they'll call me in a panic. So I ask, I'll, I'll get into this a little later. So at any rate, Bob Malone was outside, and he the first thing he tells me, because he came into the house, because he's one of the few people that I've given permission when I'm not in the cabana, because I have people that come to my house to get paid. And if I'm not in, in my little cabana, which is a separate building from my house that I use as an office, I say, assume I'm not home. Don't come up the fucking stairs looking at... But there's a few people that can't. And Bob Malone's one of them. And he came up, and I was watching something, and he says, hey, your neighbors were talking out on the porch, and one of them said, I can't believe somebody left a couch at the end of the street. Now, at the same time, some carpenters showed up, and they removed a double mullion window that was facing in my direction, which is fucking great, I think. You know what I mean? Because that's that was in the main house. I saw that it's leaning against the side of the right. They the building. Li- they didn't replace it. They took it out. Yeah. And then covered it up. And I'm thinking it's because they don't want to look at my shit that I get all over the place. But or they they just or they're into fucking you know raping animals or something. <laughs> they're fucking strange. They are fucking people strange. suck, man. So. I thought it was a riot, though, because he said, uh, you know, the first thing was, he says, I can't believe somebody left a couch at the end of the street. I mean, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, and then they're, they're fucking taking out a window that looks directly down. And not directly. It's, you got to look through the trees and shit. Yeah, but, well, whatever. 
And then they took, so there's like no windows that look this way almost. It's funny. Well, I think it's great. Well, I mean, whatever. I mean, one less fucking group of people you got to worry about talking to, I guess. Although it is nice to be friends with your neighbors, but no, because that gets old, too. You know something? You never, when I built the addition next door for Bob D, and I put it the only place you, you could, but it's a big L shape, and it hides the driveway. I used to be able to look over and see yep. Bob in the driveway and shit, and no more. So I have no idea what's going. They could be people in the fucking. If there's no noise, they could have a hundred cars right. in the driveway. I have no idea what's going on. Yeah, and I like it that way. Sure. And the people next door, across across the street, they don't seem to give a shit about anything. Yeah. I believe I could have a pile of bodies on fire. <laughs> and the guy would walk by and he'd just go, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." That's my neighbor. He's doing something again. Sorry. So the only thing is they were up the guy was up on the power lines and and I told Patty about this and she didn't quite believe me and she came in and she was walking the dogs and goes, There's something fucking really wrong with those people next door. Because I guess they literally were walking towards one another on the power lines and Patty waved and he like you know, I don't know how far away, but close enough so you could see each other's face. And Patty will talk to anyone. Right. And he, like, took a turn and did everything he could not to fucking... Not to make eye contact. <laughs> not to make any contact. So, I don't know. So, as long as they don't give me any shit about my solar panels that are up there, I'm fine. I mean, why would they give you shit? Well, you, I don't know. Because they don't like the couch. so Oh, oh, oh. You know what I mean? If they didn't like the couch, they might not like the solar panels. The solar panels were there when they moved in. They were. Yeah. So they can eat it. <laughs> I just don't want to. I don't want any problems. I don't think I'm going to have any problems at all. Good. I hope. I mean, unless, you know, you're feeling like you need to chat. <laughs> So here's something I, I want you to do. I'm going to demand this of you. Me personally? Yeah. I want you to go, and I want you to talk to your ex-wife, and I want you to get half of your house. Oh, that's not happening. I'm telling you. I don't. This is something you have to do. No, it's, it's over. Have to Joe, it's back. over. It's over. You have to go back and rene renegotiate this. It's over. No, it's not over. You have to go back and get that. And I'm not saying you have to, like, make anybody move out. There is a... Steve Power's aunt got divorced yeah. from the T-shirt guy. Uh, remember the T-shirt guy? Nope. Do you remember Jonathan? Jonathan was the nephew. Nephew. Yeah. Well, his father on the T-shirt show. Okay, yeah, I didn't know that guy. So his mother was one of Steve Power's favorite aunts. And she didn't want shit. She didn't want, you know. She wanted, they had a place down in like. Uh, oh, so it's Steve's cousin, not his nephew. All right. Yeah, that's Steve's cousin. Because right. okay. uh, the woman was Steve's. Aunt, um, I got you. Aunt. Five follow. But 
Aunt Susan? I think her name was Susan. Yeah, my name is Susan. And she's the one who had her youngest son come downstairs, shoot her boyfriend, and then kill himself in front of her. Okay. That makes for... That was after the divorce. Yeah. However, here's what I'm getting at. The judge said, "You can't. I can't sign off on this because you're not taking enough. And that's what your judge should have done. Well, he didn't. So you need to go and discuss this. And I don't think your, your ex would be have any problem with it at all. Really? It's you paid for that fucking house. You know what I, I mean? You I think you're reading the situation all wrong. I mean, unless you've talked to her about this I and you have some information I no, don't have. I I think there's no hurry on when you sell it. But you need a chunk of money so that you can retire and that's where it's sitting oh, I'm, even if that happens joe I, i'll never re- i'll never retire you need a chunk of money so that you can live there's properly. not that much equity in that fucking thing anyway man yeah but there it's will not be life in 10 money. years yeah. well she's not gonna be there 15 years whenever she sell when when do you think she's gonna sell the thing you i know? bet you within two years i just asked that she didn't sell it while i'm paying child support that's all i cared about and I'm saying this because you, you I, I know what you're thinking. You did the right thing. You're trying to do the right thing and not, but you, you screwing yourself is not doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, I appreciate what you're saying. I do. I, I get what you're I'm saying. I'm serious, and I'm saying this to you. I, I'm gonna tell you right now. It, it ain't gonna happen. You could have gone after. You still can. You can always reopen a fucking case. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, not not that that's what you want to do, but what I'm saying to you is, screwing yourself doesn't do your, you any good, and it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you didn't fucking. You worked your ass off. I didn't work that hard, man. Well, you worked hard enough, and. <laughs> There's all kinds of shit you could go after. I mean, you yeah. go after half her pension and half her fucking well, that, savings and half everything. Yeah, no, I know I, I could have so, done the half her pension thing, but I, again, that's her pension, man. Get the house. Get half the house yeah. when it sells, whatever the equity is. It's really fair, and it's sitting there, and, and you deserve that. Yeah, well, maybe I'll have that discussion with her when fucking child support's up. Well, on top of that, so you took nothing and you paid child. There was support. a lot of months there. I paid, gave her no money at all. Look, so, and but you took and she nothing. wasn't. Look, and we did a cat. We do a cash arrangement. I never wrote her a check. I have no records. She could just go. He never gave me any money. You know, she won't though. I don't see she her won't. doing that. No, she would never do that. I think that's a pretty. I don't know. You know her better than I do. Yeah. She's a fa- she seems like she's a pretty fair person. Um, I I can't even answer that question. I'm not I don't know if she's fair or not. But I never thought about it. I think you've you've 
I'm telling you, you I understand what you were doing. Let me bounce that. You, you know the, what? You did Joe, the, I, I got a lot going on. Thing. I'm trying to figure. No, I know you got. I got counseling coming up. Maybe that'll help me work through that a little bit more too. That's I what also what I was hoping. But you know, I feel like I ruined the woman's life. So yeah, but you didn't. Yeah, well, what you, you did weren't it, there. You had two wonderful children. Yeah, I know. Every did <laughs> you, you weren't there. Did you beat her? Never. Did you scream at her endlessly? Never, ever, ever. Did you, did you, you know, bring whores into the house and? Well, not when she was there. <laughs> so, your perception of who you are is much. Well, that's what I'm working worse. On, so then, let me work through this a little bit, will you? I know what you're saying. The whole. You got to do this thing. That doesn't compute with me right off the bat. You know what I mean? So maybe I need a little couch time. You got to feel a little thing. bit. Maybe I got to feel a little bit better about myself. You know, I don't know. Well, I, I maybe probably what this is all about. The whole drinking. And although I, I discovered today, I drink. I thought about it. It's boredom. I drink out of boredom. That's what it was. I well, get bored. Of course. I just get bored. and it's, it's really fucking fun. You know what I mean? Doug Stanhope, killing me. So. My my favorite person to quote now says, "I don't understand how people don't." Actually, I was listening to. Uh, do you know who Joe DeRosa is? Joe DeRosa is a comedian. Mm, I can't say. Funny I know who that guy. Is. And you know who Bert Kreischer is? Not offhand. Bert Kreischer is the guy that they based. Supposedly, the guy that they based. Uh, that movie with Ryan Reynolds where he was a fucking seven-year college student. Oh, Van Wilder. Van Wilder. And Bert Kreischer says to... I forgot Ryan Reynolds was in that. He said, you know, I drink like three... I don't drink every day, but I drink, you know, pretty heavily three or four days a week. And I stop for like Every October, they have Sober October. It's him and Joe Rogan and a couple other comedians. And they don't drink for the month. And he goes, you know, the thing is, it's not so much the booze. It's just that there's so much fucking time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of time. And it's, you know, you're doing a, you're you're on the road somewhere and your fucking gig doesn't come up until yeah. 8 o'clock at night. Yeah. And you pull into town at, at uh Five. You know, or you get there the night before or yeah. something. And it's like, what are you going to do all day? There's only so many movies you can watch. Right. And you might as well start drinking. And, and Stanhope can't go on stage sober. Yeah. He's, he's, he's actually not very good sober. And I, all his friends admit, because yeah. he says, I got this whole bunch of friends and they're in AA and shit. And they're like, we're coming to see the 10 o'clock show, and you really should stop drinking, but not until after the show. Right. Well, I was starting to tell you before the show and I, that I feel great. A week, it's been over a week since I've had a drink, but once you stop feeling awful, like when you're feeling awful from the physical part of it, you know you're not going to drink. It's fine. You're not missing it mentally. You, you know, you hate it. And then uh, now that I feel good... It's harder every day not to drink. Like last, it's the first day of spring yesterday, you know. Right. 
And uh, Evan came over for dinner. I fucking put some steak on the grill now because of, you know, I just have a little charcoal grill. I put on a little folding table out front. It was pretty windy and shit. But uh, there's nothing like fucking grilling steak and tossing back, you know, never mind beers, but, you know, a couple pints of fucking vodka mixed with ice. You know what I mean? Well, I don't think that would be good. No, no, but I'm just saying. It gets harder and harder because all this shit that you do, I always did while drinking, and it just gets harder and harder. You You know, know, other than a hangover, I've never experienced what you're going through. I have never been hungover. So, meaning like if I didn't drink, I'd get sick. I, I, I didn't throw I didn't get like throwing up sick. I was just on fire sick all over. And heart palpitations and sweating at night, and it just took four days. I, I've told you it's taken that's, up to a week before. I mean, that's definitely the DTs. I've never well, no, had the DT—that's that. withdrawal. That's called alcohol withdrawal syndrome or whatever. DTs is when you start to hallucinate. That's te- technically the DTs. That's not just the shake. DTs is when you actually hallucinate and you're having auditory and visual hallucinations. Hey, will you get me? Speaking of booze. One of these and a and a fireball. And usually for me, please. The fifth or six days in, fifth or six day in, I start hearing stuff. But I didn't. I just I heard one little whisper the other night, and that's it. So that's good. No whispering in the other room. Meaning you were hearing voices, people whispering, but you can't hear what they're saying. That's the auditory shit. I have had it, but this time it, it didn't really happen. And I know what withdrawals are, because I told you, I went off my, uh, I was taking a, a drug, and I didn't want to take it anymore. And, but it, it was literally two days, and it was gone. That's good. Well, they say booze is one of the hardest things to kick, you know? I guess I've never really, I mean, I consider myself... I'll take whatever any label some professional wants to put on it. Yeah. They want to call me an alcoholic. You're not physically addicted to alcohol. But I was. I'll go I, I can go a long time. And I've and I've wildly slowed down. I yeah. mean I'm not You would never know by the stacks of fucking Mike's hard lemonade light around well, I know. the fucking I have property in the garage and the fucking Well, I just I bought twelve cabana. cases. Because the deal is so I go down. There's a there's a liquor store. <laughs> you gotta buy in bulk, folks. Because I buy Mike's light, the lemonade and the black cherry. Because I like the black cherry. Too. Yeah, that's yummy. So I mix it up. Now here's the deal. If you go most package stores, we call them package stores here, liquor stores, or places where you can purchase Mike's. Lemonade, and they don't carry the light. And if they do, you have to buy it in six packs. So you'll end up spending, if you buy a case, which is 24 bottles, you can spend $50. That's ridiculous. So I went down to the least expensive liquor store that we have in town, and I bought 12 cases for with the deposit it was like 2975 a case mm-hmm. which is still ridiculous it's a lot but it's a lot less than buying it by the six pack 
someplace. And I don't have to think it'll. This will be a couple months worth of oh yeah sure. mics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you can't drink that many mics. I can drink like a six pack of mics. Sure. And pretty much having another mics is. Uh, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It's it's just it's not like beer. I mean, I could I used to be able to drink fifty beers, but or at least a thirty pack because you and I have done that, right? But but I don't know. The beer doesn't do it anymore. I don't like it. Well, that light beer has not a lot of alcohol in it either. If you got back on the fucking even the Miller High Life lights at four and a half five percent, you'd probably. No, I that's don't my not. problem with Joe with beer. Joe, I couldn't get drunk on beer anymore. That's why I was drinking vodka. I was mixing vodka with beer, hot and tomato juice. No, sauce. I drank the fifty Bud Fifty Five Select. Yeah, because the Bud Fifty Five Select, you could drink ten of them and you wouldn't be drunk. Right, you'd have a nice glow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and yeah. Then you could go to sleep and you wouldn't feel be like all you hung had over. 10 beers. Right. So I wish uh, you could buy Mike's Light that had half the alcohol because these are these are five percent. So I'd rather have two and a half percent, right? Because these will get you hung over, right? Because they're sweet. Well, you know yeah. I mean, I mean, are they light because th- that one doesn't have sugar or has less sugar? I wonder what it is. I wonder if it's like aspartame well, or whatever. You know what's weird? Fucking stevia or some shit. Chris Bullis saw this. It says if you go online and you type in Mike's light calories. Guarantee you, you type that in in one of your computers over there, or your phone. I gotta do this because that computer's useless. It'll tell you it. Mike's Light has a hundred and nine calories. Well, all right, that's like a light beer. Light beer has around a hundred. A regular beer is a hundred and fifty. Are you saying that that sounds like too much, or hundred calories isn't much? Hundred and nine calories. This says, 14 grabs sugar and carbs. I don't know. That sounds icky. This says average analysis calories, 148. Oh. Online it says 109. I just looked. Now, what does average analysis calories mean? I have no idea. Let's look that up. Hold on. Do you have a theory on that? or No. I'm going to look it up. I mean, does it vary bottle to bottle? Average now. You know what I'm saying? Not an a- analyst salary. Ooh, a- average analyst salary. <laughs> oh, my God. Even Google doesn't know what that is. Average analysis. Oh, okay. It's, I don't know. I don't know what the fuck that means. You know, it, you put it in and it, beer comes right up, though. Yeah, beer average analysis. It has something to do with I think they the number of ca- calories you're eating during the day and I don't know. Maybe they're guessing. Yeah. Maybe it's a sliding rule. <laughs> but I mean, how can it how can they say it's 109? Like this Google's serious about. Yeah. If you type in Mike's light calories, it comes up 109 calories and 14 grams. Right, they Sugars get it down with science. Yeah. And, but on the bo- on the bottle, which is severely different, 148, I mean, that's 40 more calories. Yeah. Or 39 for those that are really picky. And fuck you. Right. 
Um, 109 is uh, a lot different than 148. Nah, then again. It is when you're talking about eight or nine of them. Yeah, if you're you're talking a couple hundred calories. That's, you know, 390 calories. Yeah. It's half again as many calories almost. So it's like, well, no, not really. Math's a little off. But you know what I'm saying. But the mics. The Mike's regular is like 220 calories. So that's fucking crazy. So you can't be doing that unless right. you're really fucking, uh, you know, one of those thin people. 220 calories. You know, so that's... If you believe the 109, otherwise you have to believe that. If you believe the 220, because that's what it says, then I guess you have to believe the 109. Have you figured out the average? No, I put it down because I figured you were looking it up, and one of us had to talk. Right. But you took over talking, and I zoned out. Because that's what I do. Average analysis. Calories. It's very strange. Yeah, I mean, who, who even knows what it means? Now, it brings up things like, how do I calculate, write down all the ingredients, how do I calculate calories in homemade food? Oh. Maybe that's how they analyze it. You know, they take the carbohydrates and the calories. Well, they take the fucking ingredients. I don't know. But don't they have a thing where you can dump this bottle into a, a machine and it'll fucking tell you down to the... You know, down to fucking five decimal places, what the calories are. Jesus, I don't know. I got to believe that they have that machine. I don't know. I mean, how do they know? They dump it in a machine, and it says this is how many calories there are. So theoretically, you could stuff a fucking beef patty down there, and it'll tell you too, right? Yeah. (laughs) Grind it up and like... Beef patty liquid. Yeah, I mean, that's that's how you do it. No. I mean, that's they. Again, this is all science shit, and it's beyond me. I watched the, uh, there's a documentary about the woman who founded Theranos. Okay. And her name is, I totally fucking forget. Her name is Abigail... I wear a lot of black clothing. Right. Oh, her name is uh, uh, Jennifer. Her name is Elizabeth uh, Holmes. Is her name Becky? Her name is Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. And oh, this is (laughs) this is the fraud broad. All right, the fraud. Yeah, Yeah. was briefly worth a billion dollars. Yeah, she basically she sold them. Bad idea. Well, you know, I watched the, the documentary, and I don't think, I don't believe that she started off bad, meaning I don't believe that she started off... Like any good pyramid scheme. Trying to defraud people. No, I mean, she had this... Her her vision was that she was going to have this machine where, you know, when you get a blood test done, you know, they take several vials of blood. Yep. And and you have to have 
and I don't understand why, but you have to have a blood test ordered by your doctor. Right. And there's basically two main uh, labs where you're going to have your blood tested. And I forget both of them, but... Meaning they, that's where they send you fucking blood and you get it tested. Yeah. And they have very expensive machines and they do it and I... She basically said this was a machine that you only need a small amount of blood to cover everything. it was a... She called the machine the Edison and this was a machine you were going to be able to like... Meaning... Her vision was that one day you could own this machine, like a like a personal computer. You could right. have, you could have this machine in your house, and you could check your blood, yeah. and see how you're doing. And you know, because I I still don't understand why you can't go in and why why can't you get a blood test without having a physician sign off on it. This is part of the whole problem, is that. Not to get off the Theranos thing is... It's all germane. Why, why does it matter? If you wanted a blood test and you want to pay for it, why the fuck can't you get one? Oh, no, you have to go get a physician to... I want all the blood tests you know how to do. And I'm going to pay for it. And I'm going to pay for it. Oh, no, we can't do that. You have to have a physician. Right. And I think that's part of the whole greed thing. I want to say that that is a physician, like... Written... Whatever, whatever fucking, uh, you know, industry fucking analyst thing uh, looks after physicians, the best interest of physicians, they got that rule written into law. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, fucking lobbyists paid by the physicians. Right. Meaning you got to go fucking Club see of America. Yeah. Who's then going to... If you say, I want to have every fucking blood test there is to just see what my, you know, what's going on in my body, and you go, and now you can Google what everything fucking means. So you can see what the high and the low, you know, if you're, if you're above the high and the low range or, and what it is and the whole nine yards. And they, they do these lies like, you know, this bullshit like, well, because people will read it wrong and then they'll think they'll have cancer and then, well, who gives a fuck? If they read it wrong, they read it wrong. Then they can go to the doctor and have it explained to them. You know what I mean? Right. Well, they can go to the emergency room and go, I'm fucking dying of cancer. And then the emergency room can, doctor can look at it and go, no, you're not dying of cancer. But why do you have to have a fucking physician's signature? So... When she got, she went to, I believe it was the state legislature in Arizona because she, she got it so that you could just go get your own fucking blood test. And basically what they were doing is they would take, you know, they call it venous blood. They take it from your vein. Yeah. And vein blood is a lot better than capillary blood, which is your fingers, the tip of your finger, apparently. And then they would, you know pretend that they were, it was going to go through this Theranos machine, but the Theranos machine didn't work. And uh, so they would send it to Theranos, who had a full working lab, just like the regular labs. labs. Yeah. So it got to be a scam. But, I mean, she, 
I honestly believe she believed they'd figure it out before they got bagged. Right. Which is really, that's what technology is. You, you Well, and, and entrepreneurship, you know. Right. I mean, you got to, really if you're going to invent something that doesn't exist. Yeah. You basically have to pretend through confidence that you know that you can make this thing happen. And show the conviction. She had. Remember George Schultz, secretary, former secretary of state George Schultz. He was on the fucking board. She had uh, Henry Kissinger oh, was wow. on the board. Another former secretary of state. Uh, if you, I forget all of them, but these are some serious people, right? And. Uh, they they believed in her to the end, yeah. Because George Schultz's grandson was working there as like an intern, okay. And he was like figuring it out, you know, because he was. They called it like you had the carpeted world at Theranos and the white tile world at Theranos, meaning you had the people working in the lab, and then you had the people, you know, selling the dream. And when yep. you got it, you know, and there was a total disconnect between. Like everybody in the lab's going, this fucking thing doesn't work. William Perry was on that board as well. Sam Nunn, former U.S. senator. Yeah, I mean there were a lot. Mad of Dog Mattis. Mad Dog Mattis was on <laughs> yeah. there. I mean, you know, these are tough people to fucking hoodwink. And Riley Bechtel. So you're talking about this woman obviously had a talent to to sell her her ability. Yeah, and. I just think that, uh, you know, she wasn't able to execute and it turned into some sort of a fraud. Jesus, she had a former uh, director of the CDC. Yeah, I mean, which is smart. And she, of course, had who is, you know, I try to I try to put a spin on it that's good. I try to think of them as helpful to society. But they, she had David Boy's. He was on the board. David Boys is an, an attorney, and there's no way I can get around that he's just not a. He's a fucking scumbag, and and you know he's just a typical David lawyer Boyce was scumbag. Was Al Gore's lawyer for uh, after the, the 2000 that, presidential debacle? Represented, I believe he represented the government against Bill Gates back in the 90s. He actually did work for the government as well, yep, at one point. But there's a lot of shit that he did in this Theranos deal where he's, and I guess maybe this is what just what they do, threatening and, in, you know, talk about, you know, Somebody's trying to put me in jail for yelling at somebody. Meanwhile, there's fucking lawyers that send legal letters to people basically threatening that they're going to fucking destroy their lives. Right. And, you know, in roundabout words, we're going to fucking destroy you. And he is one of those people. And he's perfectly willing to do that. And he's perfectly willing to switch, meaning he'll do it. He doesn't believe in anything. He'll do it on one side and then 
if the money's right, he'll flip to the other side. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, yeah. Polar yeah. opposite. And I believe by definition that makes you a fucking maggot. So I hope he dies of asshole cancer. Yeah, well, you probably all get of your his kids. You probably get your wish soon anyway. He's fucking not that young anymore, man. No, and he's fucking a, 77 years you old. You know, they had, there was a... Actually, he's 78, just turned 78. There was a, uh, a journalist, and he, he recorded it. And uh, from the, Washi- the uh, Wall Street Journal. And he had a couple of the people, including George Schultz's grandson. Defending Harvey Weinstein, by the way. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, that he's, type of he's thing. A, he's a, I don't know, he's a, he's a fucking... Although, you know what? Harvey Weinstein deserves a, d- a defense. The best that money can buy. And that's okay. That's your guy right there. <laughs> I'm not so bothered. Like, I think that motherfucker would go, he would work for the industry that makes bombs. Probably has. To blow people up. And then he would go and, and work for the people that got blown up. Yeah, right. <laughs> Flip floppy uh, D. In sure. a heartbeat. That's I mean, brilliant. he's he's a soulless fucking maggot, <laughs> which most of them are. They'll fucking it's it's this whole lawyers are soulless maggots. It's just this whole like uh, group of scum. They're fucking scum. They they have no moral. There's no everything is. By the way, oh, I'm just representing a client. You've come full circle and you're wrapping up tidily something you were talking about earlier. The whole justice system—they're all lawyers. They work both sides of of it. Of course they're scum. Yeah, of course they're fucking maggots. Yep. And I I just—I have a great deal of uh, one of the one of the most. Interesting and uh, feel-good parts of the artificial intelligence is that artificial intelligence, artificial general intelligence, will not only get rid of... If it goes right, humanity will be in a place where there's no more scarcity. The only reason that things have value is because they're scarce. Of they're scarce. That's why diamonds you can't find them anywhere? They're fucking expensive, man. Well, no, at diamonds, of course, are all we can get onto that subject. That's a rabbit hole you can go down to. But you can argue that the De Beers company is probably one of the most evil fucking sure. companies ever yep. on the planet. Because and I think it's fucking great because they can make gemstone quality diamonds today. Right. In a lab, you mean. Yep. Yeah. And they can't fucking tell where it came from. No those, shit. Those cocksuckers would rather have a diamond that 18 people died digging out of the ground right. than a fucking manufactured diamond. So I hope all of the, everybody at the beers, if you're listening, I hope you, you and your children get asshole cancer. Right. And you die last, so you have to watch your kid right. die of his asshole fucking falling out. Yep. But the lawyer thing is something that will be t- done away with. The, the court, the, the, the whole... 
governments basically will not, not mean a hell of a lot. Cause if oh, you have, after AI takes over, you mean? Well, if you have a system, it'll be interesting. How how do you make a system? But, you know, nationalism, which this is another uh, Doug Stanhope thing, and, I, you know, you think about nationalism. Nationalism is basically you have some pride for your country, yeah. you know, but, but you can take national nationalism to the extreme. Like, I, I can never use the words, I can never say things like, well, if it wasn't for us, the, f- the fucking French would be speaking German right, right now. Right. And this is, a, this is a great Stanhope bit where he goes, really, Jimmy? I mean, if it wasn't for us, I mean, I know that we, after that last shot of Jaeger, <laughs> I mean, we kind of got, we passed out a little bit, but... I looked at my cell phone the next morning. I didn't see anything from the French saying, you got to fucking come and get us. Was that us? Was that really us? Or, or was that, you know, we just happened to be in the same country where some other people went and actually. So, I mean, no, we, we, you and me, Al, we didn't go and save the fucking French from no the shit. Germans. Those were other people. But we do happen to belong to the country. We're, we're in the country. We, we are citizens of the country that did that. And so uh, now I'm not, I don't take any personal, because how can you? I mean, I wasn't alive when they, the French got bailed out by the people that beat the Germans. So you can't take any personal fucking ownership of that. But you can say, hey, the U.S. is a hell of a country. Right. And I think that's okay. And we're fucked up in a lot of ways because we have half our prison population with mostly minorities for fucking petty bullshit drug offenses so that we can employ morons. Because basically what we're doing is you're dumb, you'd make a good cop. You're dumb and you lift a lot of weights. You'd make a good cop. You know what I mean? Fucking dumb is a qualification. For, if you can stand out in the sunshine for eight hours a day doing a detail, having your brain burnt by the sun. You can be a cop. You can be a cop because cops are fucking dumb. The only people that become cops are people that, A, are too dumb to do anything else. B, have an ax to grind against society and they want some power. Or C, they just want some fucking power. <laughs> Nobody gets into it because really they want to. We've said this a hundred times. They want to do good. On kind of right. Nobody becomes a cop for altruistic reasons. No, they Nobody. become cops because t- for a lot of reasons, I think most of it has to be I'm too fucking stupid to do anything else. No. Because basically they're some of the dumbest human beings I've ever met. Sure. They're dumb. Yeah. Now, there might be a fucking genius in there somewhere that, that's like doing it as a, hey, I, I, I'm, I'm doing this as a social experiment. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for the most part, they're fucking idiots. If you read some of the police reports, they certainly have not had a lot of writing. <laughs> There's not been a lot of writing, letter writing skills yeah. going on. You know, I believe the, uh, when they, Met their sweetheart. The love letters might have been a little lacking. Right. 
Some of the grant. A lot, of, a lot of grammatical errors. A lot of it is also, there's a lot of same thing like the, basically, we'll take, I'll take a cop, I'll take the cops, one person at a time, one cop at a time. Although I have to say that I think most of them suck. But kind of like the fucking troops, you have to say, you got to take them, I'll take one troop at a time. Right. Because I think the cops is the second best place to go if you want to kill somebody. Sure. Legally. If you want to fucking kill somebody or fuck someone up real bad and, like, beating them to death, right? the cops is a good place to go. Yeah. You don't have to go overseas. They don't ship you into a war. And you get to stay home and you get to ride around in a police car and you get to fucking, you know... Torture prostitutes, fuck with drug dealers, yeah. steal their money, and hopefully arrest kill a lot some, of black people. Hopefully kill someone, or at least shoot some people in the back. <laughs> some black people in the back. They right. cops love to shoot black people in the back. Yeah, they do. While running away, that's one of their favorite. That's a cop's most favorite thing. Yeah, moving targets. That's what they like. Yeah, they love it's a fun. moving target. Yeah. The black guy running away. Yeah. What better target is there? The black guy fleeing for his very life. Right. Running away. He must be guilty. He's running away. And if you would like to fucking deprive someone of their life, join up for the cops. Hey. Chances are you'll get to do that. There's a guy... The cops shot him in his basement. He had a shotgun. He wouldn't put it down. So they shot him to death. Yeah. This was down right where my buddy Dave lives. You know Dave. Okay. And they went in, and he had a shotgun, and he was out of his mind, and they fucking shot him to death. And I think it was the same fucking cop that wrote me. I crashed a scooter after having two beers. And that's what I, you know, and I said that I had two beers to the cop. And as I was bleeding in the hospital with my wife crying next to me. Yeah. And I had a dislocated shoulder and I had a fucked up knee and my face had chunks missing out of it. The cop, the, 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 the fucking, uh, just a gift to humanity. <laughs> handed me a ticket. That had a DUI on it. Yeah. So it's like taking somebody that's almost fucking dead and just like, why don't you just stab him a few times? Right. On your way out. And that's 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 what the cops do. Yeah. So I hope all cops <laughs> die of asshole cancer. Yes. I think I've changed my position. I think I can put all cops into this category. I hope you all die of asshole cancer. Right. Because you're you're fucking useless and you're chasing around, you're causing people to die of heroin overdoses because of your your militant views on, you know, cuz they're all they're all like right-wingers and you pay no taxes. That's the that's the interesting thing about cops. Right. They pay no taxes. When you get your little paycheck and it says you paid this much in taxes, you didn't pay any. 
you paid no taxes. Right. You know why? Because you create nothing. You don't make anything. You don't produce anything. All you do, well, you produce a lot of misery. And then you take a hundred bucks and then you put 30 back. But there's still 70 short that real people have to actually, like drug dealers, have to actually go out and sell. Yeah, they got to do a little work. They got to do a little work and and pay some taxes. Yeah, you know, they at least go and buy fucking shit at the at the store and pay the sales Walmart. tax. They got to buy a lot of baggies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And tin foil and all the other stuff and pay rent and shit. They're doing more, drug dealers they're, buying baggies. They're and contributing doing more, way more into the economy. Way more to the public you. school system than you. You fucking useless Who bunch are actually of cunts. siphoning money away from the kids. Thanks. Yeah. I just think it's like, uh, you know, it's a necessary evil. Apparently. But, I mean, it's where we're at right now anyway. And don't get me going on the state police, hell, because... The Massachusetts State Police, Joe? The Massachusetts State Police. The number one worst police agency the in most the crooked, United States criminal, of America? overpaid group of fucking assholes that should all be dead. They and should one all after be One after one, they're being found out that they continue to just fill out fucking bogus fucking overtime They're fucking probably doing it reports. right now. Oh, yeah. Lying about it. And then they'll get caught. Yep. They're fucking... Criminals. Yep. This is a criminal organization that's allowed to exist. Yep. For some reason. Well, because of nepotism and it's the whole criminal justice fucking court system fucking scum. Industrial complex. It's all fucking scum. Yeah. And if well, you're rich, well, you don't even have to have be rich. You have to have some money. Yeah. If you have some money. You can pay your way out of the system. Right. If you don't have any money, you're fucked. Yeah. And you're going to get fucking cycled through that system. Oh, see, once they get you, because here's what they love to do. They'll go and arrest somebody, right? And the guy will have, you know, he'll have like a couple beers in him. So they have this system set up where they give you a color. Like, your color is fucking, uh, you know, black cherry and white. So you have to call in every day at fucking 10 a.m., right? So that means you need you have to have a phone to call in. So Because if, if you can't afford a phone, you're fucked. And if you call in and your color comes up, then you have to get into the court system by 4 o'clock to take a piss test. Which, of course, you have to pay for. There's nothing free. It's oh, all yeah. about the money yeah. at the fucking court. All about the money. So, once you get into that, and you're having a tough time as it is making it. But, you know, you fucked up. You, I don't know, you drove drunk. Because I can't find anybody. Or I can barely find anybody that has a driver's license. You know what I mean? Because drinking and driving is like all these people should be executed, according to the cops. Right. And I think, but the cops, do you know the cops ne don't have to be drug tested? Because they can drive around shit-faced. Right. I've got somebody that I know quite well that lives nearby 
that goes to work shit-faced. Really? And he works in the whole jail criminal justice system. Oh, wow. And you know who he is. Yeah. And he has a bunch of guys that he's trained how to do the same thing. <laughs> so they're all shit-faced. Ugh, that's disheartening. I mean... Actually, it's not... I don't think it's bad because at least, you know... Maybe it takes the... Takes the... Let's beat up the prisoner. Out of him. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're drunk and asleep... Yeah. The problem is... is being at work drunk is, uh, I don't know, it's a drag. If you can be at, your, at work drunk, yeah, I can't. Then it's not really work. Well, that's why I had to get out of painting. <laughs> that's why painting ain't really working. You can paint shit fit. Well, that's. Although I did blow my thumb apart that time. I was too drunk at work when I grabbed that hose. <laughs> I have to say, I'm, I hired Fran to do the shit in my house. And. I was contemplating painting it myself, mm. and I'm so glad I didn't because yeah. it looks so much better. Yeah, well, he's so painting a is a profession. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, he doesn't hate himself as much as I. Well, currently he doesn't hate well, himself right. at all. I guess he's on the wagon too. Well, this is what we both have to learn, Al, yeah. is that we're not bad people. <sighs> hey, and what, I, I think, think there's I'm, one more of them up there. I don't there, think I'm necessarily... You don't like yourself, and ne neither I do I. Have. I never have. We both, for some reason, were either taught or instructed. Or uh, my somehow. father pretty much did a number on me when I was younger about, you know, being a scumbag and shit. You know what I mean? The right up till high school, through you know, high school. Here's the deal. The way I look at it, like. Because one would one could easily start saying, "Well, you should hate that motherfucker," and but when you get older, you gotta realize that. Well, what kind of father did he have? You know what I'm saying? I think my my grandfather was all right. Yeah, but do you? Do you know that for sure? No, I don't. Do you know I never him? even asked. Have you had a long talk with you? I know he didn't. About, I know like, he didn't put a hand on my father ever. I know that. I think it's my father beat the shit out of me a few times. It's. I'd rather be beaten than the constant mental torment. My father was good at both, though. So was was he? Is he an anomaly? Or was he just the fruit of the where he was fucking, how he was Nah, taught. I think he was kind of an anomaly. I think he was just not that great a dad at a young age. For, you know, he's a great dad to hang out with when you get older, pal around and shit. You know what I mean? But And that's... He wasn't really that well suited to be. Other than providing money-wise, yeah, that's fine. But he was brutal. My father used to do this thing, and I don't look back on, on my 
I look back more on the neighborhood that I grew up in as the causal part of me being fucked than that was a unique little man. edge of the universe. <laughs> well, no, here's here's what happened. I was living in Situate, and we moved down to. This is 1971 when we moved here, so I was. Uh, 63, 71, 8. Does that make it 8? We moved here in May of 71. So I guess I think I was 7. And what happened is, is that when we moved here, every, this is when busing just started in the city. You remember busing? Uh, I remember the fucking tail end of that. I remember... But no, I don't remember it while it was happening. Well, but I was too here's young. What, here's what happened. A, a judge said, we can't, you know, there was South Boston. South Boston was 100% white. And Dorchester, by the way. 100% white. And although I'm not that sure about Dorchester. Yeah, but I Dorchester think it was, was lily white, Joe. I think it was 100% white. And then what happened is... There was some sort of a case, which I should know, where they said, you can't have segregated schools anymore. So, they, On a national level? I don't even know if it was national. I think it was local. Okay. Or it was, you know, I think this was a, could have been a federal judge, but I think it was ruled on for, for Massachusetts. I could be wrong. All I know is this. What happened is they started busing white kids to black schools and black kids to white schools, and it was a fucking horror show. So the result was all of the white people either left or they sent their kids to private Catholic schools. Yeah. Because most of the people in South Boston and Dorchester were Irish and Catholic. The people that left... Moved into the neighborhood that I moved into. You're talking about the Racial Imbalance Act of 1965, Massachusetts General Court. Okay, sorry. It was 65? Yeah, that's when it started. So I moved in as this person who I'd never seen a black person. And I was sort of brought up. Now, my father was a lunatic and had a horrible temper. However... The people I was around, there was no escape from ridicule. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because these people grew up in the city and they were they were fucking animals. That's that's the only way I can describe them. They were fucking animals. They were like if you read about like th like the Mark Wahlbergs of the world. You know, Mark Wahlberg before he you know like fucking took some guy eye out. And they were just animals. They, they would just beat the shit out of each other on a regular basis. They fucking, you know, hated black people were just niggers. Mm. They were, you know, the, the word nigger was just used like it was thrown about. So, like the word is. 
So I moved into the same neighborhood with a whole bunch of people from Southie. Yeah. So you're from the... Uh, I was... Uh, I couldn't see what... The house that I lived in, that I moved from, we couldn't see the house next door. Yeah. And I moved in with these city people, and it was like... I didn't fare well. Yeah. You know? And that's... that's I, I think I can trace a lot of my issues back to that. Yeah. Because you just you're growing up with fucking animals, right? And there was no, there's very little decency. You know what I mean? Mm. I don't know how to describe it. How do you describe? Like there wasn't any getting good grades was looked down on. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, well, you got good grades. What are you, some sort of loser? Right. You know what I mean? It was it was weird. It was it was just it was a, f- a fucked up situation. But there were some good people there too. You know, there were some people that were sort of in the same boat yeah. as me, so we could find like a little common ground. So I had some friends and shit, and but it was just uh, it was a weird experience. It's a weird way to grow up. Yeah, and I'm not saying it's. Worse than growing up in Rwanda or some right. fucking nightmare. Right. I'm just saying it was a weird. The timing was weird. Yeah. Um. And who know, who knows if I was if I was brought up in a different neighborhood. Like I used to hang around. You know the Shenandoah Estates across the across I used the to pond. be yeah. over there a lot. Yeah. Because that's where the rich people Yeah, were. that was there was definitely more money over there, no doubt. Yeah, there was a lot more money. All you got to do is look at the houses. And they were a lot like more civil. So I hung out with a lot of kids that lived over there. Yeah. But you still had to walk back through your own neighborhood. Yeah, right. And so I think you grow... Uh, I think, honestly, yeah, I grew up with a, a general sense that uh, I was kind of like a lesser... Than other people, do you know what I mean? I know what you're saying, man. I grew up in I I my earliest memories of Brockton, Mass. Man, we lived in Brockton, and I moved. We moved to Plymouth when I was eight. I thought I was moving up. You know what I mean? We felt like we were moving up and out. You know, because I well, lived in a pretty you did actually rough neighborhood. You know. You did. I mean, yeah. from Brockton to here was that definitely is a move up. Yeah. And I don't know what kind of. I mean, because that was seventies too. Was that nineteen seventy five? We moved from Brockton to so Plymouth. I don't think there was the as much of the South Boston Dorchester wave of lunatic like no not in our neighborhood in Plymouth I and mean, we live close to each other it sounds silly to say but no your neighborhood definitely had more of that vibe to it our neighborhood didn't have that vibe 71 while this neighborhood was being built yeah our neighborhood 70, wasn't even around in 72 yeah this is when that was the big fucking wave i think they the first, all moved out i think the first house in our development was built in 73 73 74 and then it's pretty much done by the Early 80s. So, 
And, you know, if you said, well, can you trace it back to anything in particular? And I'm like, not really. I mean, there's... Got ripped out of the bucolic fucking beauty of Situate and thrust into fucking Little Dorchester over there and yeah, the, by the ponds in Macaja. I mean, blowing a kid for a piece of gum. I remember that, but it doesn't really... You know, it's not like it's... I'm not all fucked up about it. It's weird. It's just like... It was not a place to thrive. Yeah, that's a good way to put it, probably. And you know something? Are my parents bad people? No. I mean, my parents... My, I, apparently, my grandfather, my father's father, who I, I never knew because he died like six months after I was born, um, was a fucking monster. Yeah. He killed a few people. Really? Yeah. So, my father... Thinks of himself as a fucking useless piece of shit. Yeah. I know that. And uh, so I think that's the way you're brought up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I pretty much think I'm a useless piece of shit, Joe. And uh, was brought up to think that. But you know <laughs> that you're not. By one of my parents, anyway. See, we all have an internal voice and an external voice. And there's a conflict Always between the internal, because you know that you're not a piece of shit, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what I know. Jim. Well, I know. I'm trying to figure it out. See, I know. Even though there's a voice inside that's trying to tell me, I know that I'm not. Right. I know that I'm a, I'm a pretty decent. Person. Yeah, sure. And I believe that you know. On the I'm outside, a decent guy. I know that, that you're a decent person. I'm a decent guy. However, that internal voice can really fuck with you. Yeah. And it can torture you over the you know, over the years. And I'm it, a nice guy. I've never really done anything bad to anybody. No. Other than ruin my ex wife's life. But Yeah, I'm but just you know kidding. what? I'm joking, Joe. I've done a lot of lying in my life that I feel bad about. Are you kidding? You know how many people I know. But There's I, the woman that started Theranos. Sometimes I lie and she for lied. fun, though. I like lying, too. Sometimes it's fun. She got nine... She got something like... Uh, I don't know. She hoodwinked. Which, you know what? If you can afford to invest $100 million and you lose it, it's so much easier. I've always said this. Like, if you... I remember I lost 125 grand... And I could have losing 125 grand that you can afford to lose is a lot better than losing five grand that you can't can. afford. Right. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. If you got five grand and that five grand is your the difference between like fucking eating and having a roof over your head and you mm. lose it, that's way different than the 125 grand that you lose or the hundred million dollars. I don't give a... F if you have $500 million and you lose $100 million, Right. Who gives a shit? Right. You still... You still... Well, yeah, you lost $100 million. You lost a lot of money. Boo-hoo. Yeah, you'll be But it fine. doesn't really matter because yeah. you have 400... You have $400 million left. Yeah. So you'll be fine. That hopefully you won't fucking squander. And then you can <laughs> like hire... Like you just did. You can hire David Boys. Right. Wally has asshole cancer, right. and he'll 
be happy to for for a large like another hundred million. He'll sue anybody you want. Oh yeah. He'll sue people that he's represented before. Oh yeah. He'll be all right. Happily. There's no such thing as conflict of interest with old Dave. No, 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 no. <laughs> I remember when uh, there was a realtor I used to do a lot of work with. His name was Dave Cody, and I hope Dave's still alive. Dave was 10 or 15 years older than me, and uh, I, last time I checked, he was like in a 55 or older place, and uh, he was a realtor. Did I mention that? Yeah. Okay. He I know who he is. And he said to me, and these are lawyers that I know. He had hired this lawyer to represent him on something. And then a few years later, someone else hired the same lawyer to sue Dave. To sue Dave. And he had a tremendous problem with that. And I said, You're not wrong. Yeah, right. Because if I was the person the lawyer, I'd say, I, I, I can't, can't take that. I case. can't take that case. Yeah, I, re- I, I know this is a friend of mine. Yeah, or this is a person I represented before. But the person who took the case, and if I, I, you know who the lawyer is, but I'm not going to say it. Um. But he. And to me, he's just, I, I hope he has asshole cancer right now. <laughs> he's probably dead. The he, lawyer? He, yeah. Do I the, know who it is? Oh, yeah. You know who it is. Yeah. I'll tell you off air. But I mean. Um, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yeah, I know who that is. So I don't know whether he's dead. I mean, you got to figure. I haven't heard him around in a while. I think I think Winnegar might still be alive. I I mean they might both be. <laughs> and I mean this is this is a fucking maggot. Yeah, well they're all maggots. I mean this is this is the thing about and I think they, you know, they're taught in law school that It doesn't matter. Um, it's just a legal case, right? It's not personal. Yeah, right. It's just business. It's just you know what I mean. Yeah. So, my buddy, who he used, he paid him to represent him. Shouldn't should just say, well, he's just doing what he does for a living. Yeah. I don't go. I don't buy that. Right. You're a human being. You. You took a lot of this guy's money to represent him, and now you're taking somebody else's money to sue him. Yeah, it's wacky. And I think that makes you a low life piece of yeah, shit. Yeah, by definition, no doubt about it. I don't care whether law school ethics says that that's fine, and that's why. I have great hope for artificial intelligence because it will do away for the need to have lawyers. Right. Hopefully it will do away with the lawyers. Right. I would love AI will determine that lawyers are not only unnecessary but 
unrehabable <laughs> and just need to be, you know, destroyed. You know, it's funny. I I know that there's there's something wrong with me in the sense of of apathy because I know that if if I knew that these people I was getting rid of were the people that needed to be gotten rid of that I would have no problem. I could kill hundreds or thousands of them and not lose a wink of sleep. Mm. So if you lined up a whole bunch of lawyers <laughs> in front of the old fucking, like, the trenches. Yeah, the you just Nazis, tip them into the trench. Oh, well. The Nazis used to do with the Jews, the mass mm. graves. And they were all lawyers. I, I could fucking kill, like, with a pistol and just keep reloading and shooting them in the head. And look at him, look at him right in the eye, and going, "You've lived a bad life. Right, you deserve to be dead." Now, um, I want to say that th there are some very charitable, good lawyers out there. There's sure. people that, that do use their, you know, they they help out fucking poor people, and they. I sold a house to two people that were lawyers, and they worked for the state, and they were, I swear, they were making like twenty four grand a year. Really, but that's what they wanted to do. Right, they wanted to help the downtrodden. Yeah. Now those people deserve like sainthood. Yeah, right. But most of them, there are people like that. Except in, for my lawyer, there's people like that in every district in the country, Joe. I'm sure. Oh yeah, they, there's good people out there. Yeah. Kind of like the school teacher thing. But David There's a lot Boys of good people who are school is teachers. not a good person. No. David Boys is a fucking scumbag. Yeah, by definition, he's bad. By very by 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 example, he is a fucking scumbag who should have asshole cancer. Yeah, and die. Only after he gets to watch his <laughs> precious. Precious children, All of his and children, grandchildren, and grandchildren, grandchildren, grandchildren die die of painful blood cancer, leukemia to them. So, I think that's a uh, you know it's a it's a fucking good thing to have these people fucking die. Yeah, I had a whole bunch of pop culture shit to talk about tonight, but we you fucking just took right over tonight, dude. Do you realize? You've been talking pretty much nonstop for an hour and 42 minutes. No. I've been going, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, here, let's no. let's make it a little over a two-hour show to make up for our, our dismal show on Monday, which is my fault, 100%. No. I fucking Yeah, but the previous asleep. one was mine, was my fault. The one with, with, with Bob and Bob. Oh, don't worry about that. Look, yeah. You're going through some shit. Dude. Oh, I'm fine now. You can't. How you can't. how much of a riot is Young Bob? <laughs> I forgot though. Young Bob, because I was talking to his dad. Now he fell. Do you remember when he fell? He hit his head. Yeah. Right. So Bob, all the Bob says, if he has two beers, it's like he's out of his fucking mind. Yeah. And that's. I think that's what we're seeing. Yeah. And uh, so it's not that he's all fucked up. It's that he's 
he hurt himself. Yeah, he yeah, really no. damaged his brain. He has brain damage from blunt trauma. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's not any fun. No. Did he, did he fall off a roof or something? Or back his way f- through a stairwell or some shit? I think it was a roof. Bob Malone, Bob can tell me exactly what happened. And I... And you just don't remember. He fell a long way yeah. and hit his fucking head. Yeah. Ugh, and he dude. was fucked up and... He never recovered fully. No. Nope. He's got to be 40 now, huh? 36. Oh, all right. Well, well, I wasn't that far off. I remember when, when I remember he was a child. Him. Yeah. He went to UMass Amherst. I remember him in high school. I, I went to fucking hockey games where he was skating when he was fucking 14. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's the problem when you. Did he graduate UMass Amherst? No. He went no. for like a semester and got uh, hammered. Yeah. I can. No, he wasn't. And he's smart. He, yeah, he, yeah, he sure. He had great high school grades. Mm-hmm. Smart guy. But he just... Uh, and Bob paid... Like, Bob had 10 grand in cash and fucking paid for his first semester. Yeah. At UMass. So, you know, Bob Malone is a wonderful person. Yeah. And I'm so happy to have him back. Good. You know, I I missed him. I really did. And he doesn't look well. You know, th- he just looks older to me. You think? Yeah, he doesn't look bad. He's I mean, he's 63 years old. Yeah. What are you supposed to look like? I know. I mean, he's got kind When of I look- met Bob, he was, you know, I mean, granted, he was in his early 40s, but he was he had just quit drinking, I think. And he was met, all lith and lean and fucking mean. I remember and Bob was a fucking, had great hair. He yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a good looking man. Yeah. Fucking tan. He was built like a brick shit house. Well, the bitches still love him, obviously. But I'm just saying, it's just weird when you haven't seen someone for five years and you go, oh, fuck. Well, he looks older. Yeah, 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 yeah. I but know. We're, you know, we're all looking Maybe a that's little what it older. Is. Maybe we're all looking older. I mean, I didn't wear hair like this. <laughs> you know, and it's, uh, you just, you get fucking older. Yeah. I guess. Because I saw him last summer and he did, he looked, he didn't look as old as he looked the other day. Maybe it's the whole winter thing. We're coming out of fucking winter. That's for sure. Well, everybody That'll up, fuck you up too. You know what I mean? Everybody. And this was a Conan and Brian thing. He said, you know, you live out in Los Angeles, everybody's got like a fucking tan and yeah. they all look healthy and you come back here and everybody looks like they got tuberculosis. <laughs> and there's a truth to it because, I mean, you know. It's not far from the truth. That's I mean, I go down to Florida about. and, you know, like I'm probably going pretty soon. And I'm going to, I'll put shorts on and my legs are as white as, <laughs> you know. Paper. People look at me and they go, oh, my God. Those are scary white legs. Yeah. And it's like, well, I've been, it's fucking wintertime. Yeah. Wearing pants. I'm going to try to get more out in the. I got to get some sun this summer, man. Even if it's just, see, I don't do yard, even have a yard to work in anymore. Even doing that for, would, well, whatever. You can come over here. I'm not looking to do yard work. What I think I really want to do is fucking walk on the beach every Saturday morning or something. 
in the summer. You know what I mean? Just take a walk. Not just sit there and look at the fucking waves, but literally walk and get some fucking rays. Well, I'll tell you, you we're going to take a trip. And I think you and Kat, because I think Bill's going to come with us, we're going to go to Yosemite. And we're going to rent an RV. And we're going to go and hang out and, like, go through Yosemite. And look at the big fucking wall that Alex Honnold climbed without a rope. Right. Which I got to watch. It's on fucking free now. And which the camera does no justice to. I'm sure. And did I, have I mentioned this before on this podcast? Yeah, totally. About how if you take a picture of it, you cannot capture on film or video or fucking any image that even begins to describe it. When Kat was here a couple of weeks ago, she yeah, was talking about I the guess. Great Barrier Reef also because you were talking about that. You know, you were talking about uh, some pass on the motorcycle in Wyoming where you just stop. Right. And you can't describe it. Never mind describe it, but you can't even take a picture but of it. But you take a picture of it and you go, ah. Because you want to show people. Yeah. Because it's you're fucking amazed yeah. when you're looking at it. You're standing there, you're looking at it, and you're going, this is so beautiful. I got to, and you take a picture, and it's like, yeah, it doesn't capture it. Because it's so fucking big, and it's so, I mean, like, the one of them's the Grand Tetons. There's so many of them, though. There's so many things that are so big that you can't capture them. It's all nature. You can capture anything human beings make, you can capture on film. Right. Or video or high definition. I mean, you can go into the Sistine Chapel, you can you can get it. Meaning you go there and you're not gonna be like, Oh my god, it looks so much bigger. It's not. But natural things, a thirty two hundred foot wall of fucking granite, they cannot capture on film. Right. On any film. They can't get a contrast because you can't zoom in enough to see a person and then have the whole wall. Right. And if you could, then that would you'd be able to see how big it is. Right. But they can't do it. So it looks like ah, it looks like it might be a hundred and fifty feet. You know, no, it's thirty. It's fucking three Empire State Buildings tall. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, and you can drive right up to it and it's fucking 40 bucks for a pass and get an RV. And and I think I could go there and just walk on the trails every day for like 10 miles and then get drunk <laughs> and then go to sleep. Yeah, and sure. Get up the next day and do, do it, it again. again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's kind of fun. Yeah. You know, and maybe go to, uh, I don't know, go and uh, meet a few of these climbers or shoot the shit with them. You know, go to a fucking western fucking roping play or 
whatever, <laughs> whatever they got. A rodeo. Right. I mean, this is Yosemite's like right outside. You can you fly into San. Francisco I was going to ask, or, where do you fly into? Well, you can fly into Fresno, but flying into Fresno is not exciting. <laughs> I drove through. I, I we were we stayed. We had a one night setup to stay in Fresno, and I rode through Fresno. We were going to stay at a Super Eight. And it looked so disgusting, I just fucking kept going. <laughs> and I went to San Jose instead. Yeah. So San Jose is supposed to be a great place. Well, if you like office parks, as far as the eye can is see. Is that really what it is? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's how... Silicon Valley's a fucking shithole. Yeah. Anybody that thinks, you know... It really is. I mean, it's a if unless you like office parks, yeah, sure, industrial parks. Do you like industrial parks? That's what you see. Except the buildings are much bigger. Yeah, just huge, boring-looking fucking buildings with a pond in front of them because they had to dig that all out for the fill that they needed. Yes, yeah, that's the deal. I uh, I work in an office park. <laughs> I love office parks. <laughs> yeah, but yours probably isn't. It's not all like ten-story buildings. No, no. There's nothing more than two or three. Right. Although I think the the fucking uh, the Titleist building is in there, where they do the golf balls. Yeah, is that where they make them? They have a couple of facilities around here. The name of the company is the Akushnik Company. Titleist is the brand. The company is. The Akushnet Company, you know, Akushnet. Akushnet Mass? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's weird. You drive by there. I mean, I'm, you're not a sports guy. I'm a sports guy. You see that title is fucking, if you watch golf on the weekends, you're assaulted by the fucking image of Titleist. You know right. what I mean? It's just bizarre that it's right over there in New Bedford. Hey, Joe, I got to eat dinner. It gets to be fucking 8.30, quarter or 9, and I fucking got to eat, man. So... Oh, it sounds like you're pussying out. We got to wrap this the fuck up, man. Well, let's wrap it up. It's a... Uh, I think the I think the uh, theme of this podcast is all lawyers should have some sort of horrid asshole cancer. <laughs> it definitely was a overbearing theme to this particular episode. And a lot of cops, too. Should be killed. Maybe Especially, not the black ones. Maybe not the black ones. Oh no, no. Let me let me preface by saying no black officers should ever be killed. All right. policemen should be black, right? Because they're the only one that have they have the right temperament to be police officers. Because black people know what it's like to be treated like shit. Therefore, they're more likely to treat you. Understanding that being treated like shit isn't fun. Right. So either they're going to get, you know, so they can, it can go either way. They can treat you like shit because they figure you owe, you know, you're whitey. Or they can, you know, understand. I think that, the, you know, of course you have to go through a hiring process, but there should be no more 
First of all, no Irish person should ever be allowed no. to be a cop. If you have ever. if you're of Irish descent, you are immediately fucking uh, disqualified. And if you're under six feet tall, you should disqualify. Because if you're one of these five foot six angry little Irish, if your name happens to be um, David Palmer, say for instance, for instance, if your if your name just happens to be David Palmer, right, and you're a little fucking midget, and you join the cops because. Yes. This is going to allow you the power that you should have. Well, anyone named David Palmer should have asshole cancer instantly. Right. And be dead. Yes. While he wa- be- but before, he has to watch his children die first, right. too. So, Especially if he's got a little step-up stool to go potty. Right, and he does, and he's got the elevator shoes and the step-up stool right. to get himself up <laughs> high elevator enough. shoes. Yeah. You didn't even think they made them. I didn't think they made them, but they make elevator shoes now. What Still. a thoughtful gift, Joe. I, you know, I was you thinking... You are a good gift giver. I was thinking about them when I got it for them. <laughs> I don't know, maybe... There could be something wrong with me, too, you know. No! Again, another full circle. You got to entertain yourself somehow, Joe. Well, yeah, and you got to hate the right people. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if you're gonna dislike people, don't dislike the good people that are doing, you know, kind things for people. Right. Dislike the people that are fucking up our society and killing our kids. Yeah, with heroin. They're killing our. The cops are killing our kids with heroin. Yep. And if you think. If you're somebody that lost a child by heroin and you think the fucking cops are on your side, you're fucking wrong. The cops are the reason your kid is dead because they want to keep an industry alive, which is the cop, fucking lawyer, court, jail, whole fucking circle jerk going. Yeah. And they don't want that to end. They would they don't want to trade that for like the therapist fucking rehab slash give the person the drugs that they need for the time being slash figure out what the fuck's wrong with them, why they're taking it in the first place. They don't want to trade that because none of the people that are in the first group, the fucking jailer, cop, none of them are smart enough to do any of the jobs in the second group. Yeah, right. Because they're all fucking morons. Read a police report. Just get anyone. Oh, boy. Get any re- any police report. And, you know. Not a, like, uh, not a lot of fucking, well, I was going to say not a lot of English majors, but not that English majors are the smartest people on the planet. I don't think there's majors of anything. Yeah. They majored <laughs> in jerking off a lot. And, they majored uh, in being... Assholes, either being bullied or bullying, and uh, bullying one hundred and one decided the only way I'm ever going to make a living is become a cop and then stand out and her, you know, bother the fucking asphalt worker. I like when they got summertime. I like when they literally have a woman pulled over who has children in the back 
and they're talking to her, and they have their fucking hand on their hip on their gun while they're talking to someone who's not a threat at all. I love I when they that. have somebody the hand pulled the gun over, thing. and it's like a hundred feet from a fucking off ramp. Right. So there's people swerving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Towards the off ramp. That's real safe. Public while safety officer. While they're Thank giving you. somebody a ticket yeah. for whatever the fuck they did. For a broken headlight, oh, taillight, or, whatever. You know, going 70 and a 55, yeah. whatever the fuck it is. Or but if it's middle bro, fucking 53 and a 50. Leaving real chance that not only will the cop car get re- rear-ended, but the, the car filled with children right. will get rear-ended right near the off-ramp. I love I love it. I I love how this all works out so well yeah. for all of us in society. Yeah, well all it does As is pay their salary. Fucking cunts pay nothing in taxes. Zero. Nothing. And they create nothing. Right. Because they're fucking losers. Yeah. Well, that's my uh That's your take. That's well, my hot take, take Joe. Well, you made it over the two hour mark. Congratulations. Been a couple weeks. Two hours is good. Yep. Been a while since we did two hours. So um, we're kind of right. If you want to communicate with us or me or whatever, it's kind of right at yahoo.com, kind of right at yahoo.com. Also, tell your friends to listen to kind of right on SoundCloud or wherever they like to listen to a podcast. Listen, you found us. Share. And... We're going to have some more clips coming up because I'm getting on a clip rampage pretty soon. Oh, good. That's fine. I saw you took a little break, but that's okay. I did too for a while, and you, then you took it over. <laughs> well, don't, take, don't, don't expect me to ever take it back over, Joe. No, no. You're way good at it, by the way. We're, what, um, whatever system you got gonna going. But we're going to try. We're not going to. We had sort of a slow year start, you know? And we gotta get two shows. In. We're doing good. We, we 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 got two in this week. We're on the right track. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're back on track, back Joe. We're back uh, on track. It's it's. Uh, I'm not going anywhere. I have nothing on a Tuesday or Thursday until for a while. We, until we have enough followers so that we can get guests. Joe Rogan did three fucking shows over two hours each in one day. Yeah. I don't know how you do that. Well, because he can. We can't. What do you mean he can't? We can't fill that much content. We can't do that content. He can't. Oh, no. But I mean, still. I mean, he had to be there. No, I understand. And be engaged. Yeah, yeah. So even if it was, say it was just me and I had people coming in yeah. that we're gonna, I was going to interview, I mean, that's a fucking long. Sounds like fun, though, if you can fucking get the, if you can do it. Right. It sounds like fun. I don't know. I think we got to get a few guests. Like real guests. Yeah, like not... We have our friends and our family in here. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, not friends and family. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not yeah, the yeah. friends and family plan. Well, but maybe we'll put a little mental energy into that, even if it's not anybody... Do you think we can get a cop in here that we can uh, fucking torture? I don't even want to share a room with a cop. To be honest with you, I don't want to breathe the same air that they breathe. Is that you know, bad? You know something? No, it's not. I don't even want to be around them. I fucking... I skeeve them. 
Makes uh, the top of my head fucking burn thinking about it. It's they're, they're the necessary evil in our society, and they should hang around with each other right. because they all fucking suck. Yeah. And I don't I don't want to be in the same... I don't want to fucking... I want nothing to do with them. I no. don't want to hear their position. No, I don't know how to... I, I don't, exactly. I'm not interested in hearing, you know... Just not interested in anything, anything a cop has to say, say about anything. Because they're, they're scum and they need asshole cancer. Yes. <laughs> so I think we should have cops, but every cop, when they retire at 50... They're given a shot of asshole cancer. They get a- asshole cancer. So we don't have to pay for them forever. Yeah, yeah. They're fucking them and their fucking heirs. Yeah. <laughs> On that note... All right, everybody. We're kind of right. Yeah. Uh, we don't mean to be... Well, I certainly, I don't mean to be, like, pessimistic or anything, but I can't talk optimistically about the force. The police force, to me, is a fucking bunch of scum. Right. And there's way too many laws, and they get to pick and choose which law they're going to apply at what time to fuck your life up. Right. And and that's the beauty of of being, having that position and knowing what laws that you can use at, you know, if if they applied the law equally everywhere, if there were just like two laws and they applied every, each, they had to apply it equally, it would be it would, it would it would be a different story. But no, they don't do that. What they do is they apply laws depending on the circumstance. And because there's so many laws, they get to choose which one they get to torture you with. Right. So I hope all Plymouth police cops get asshole cancer immediately. Right. And die. And die. Good night. All right. Warriors too, though. All right. Good night, Waterbury. Waterbury.